Welcome to Crime Time. You're listening to Leonetti's Detection Selection. Welcome to Crime Time, a weekly podcast discussing all things crime, thriller, horror, suspense, and mystery fiction. That guy is Eddie. I am Lee, and this is episode 10, season 2. Hello. That's right. This week, I let Lee set up the microphone. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to apologize to any and everyone who listened to last week's episode. I did not set the mic up properly. But here we are. We're back. It's all happening. Yeah. It's ready to go. Whew. Hopefully, you can hear us properly. I mean, if you can't, I would just, I don't know. Call it us. a day. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> now, just tweet us. Be like, Oi, Lee, Eddie's done it again. <laughs> we can't hear you. <laughs> anyway, we're back. It's great. You can hear us again. And uh, Eddie? We have some great stuff in this episode. Personally, I'm freaking out. Don't freak out too much. <laughs> I'm already freaking out. Whoa. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about Dead Europe by Christos Chokos. A classic. A classic. We're going to be talking about the Percy Jackson series by Rick Riordan. Can't wait to hear more. I'm freaking out already. And uh, we're going to be talking about crossovers. Crossovers? What? Percy Jackson. Who's this Percy guy? Who is he indeed? Perseus Jackson Mm -hmm. is a young man. I believe he's about 12 or 11. And he's just a normal kid going to school playing basketball, skateboarding, the usual, until he accidentally vaporizes his math teacher. Whoa, would I be right in assuming that we're talking about some YA here, otherwise known as young adult fiction? Why, yes. (laughs) (laughs) A, A, YA, A. Yeah, I got it, I got it, yeah. No Um, need to wink. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, uh, yesterday I was meant to be writing an essay and I sat down. You wrote the essay. No, I read five (laughs) young adult novels (laughs) instead. Having said that, my essay was about um, ancient Roman epic and Rick Riordan's Percy Jackson series is about Greek gods. So I'm going to say probably kind of relevant. Might call it research. Yeah, I might even reference that Mm. in in my work. So Percy Jackson, normal kid, or is he? Is he? Is he? Didn't you just say something about vaporizing? He did. Mm -hmm. Yes. So basically what happens is Percy Jackson's never been able to stay in a single school for more than a year. Something will happen. And he's not sure why. He just thinks he's got the worst luck ever. Mm-hmm. And it's always something really, really weird. But then no one seems to realize how weird it is. Mm. It's almost like something is affecting the people around him and they can't really see what's going on. Dun, dun, dun. So it turns out he's actually the son of a Greek god. Mm-hmm. The son of Poseidon, in fact. Mm-hmm. And he, his best friend turns out to be a satyr that is... Half man, half goat, and um, <laughs> right. And and he's he's been sent to protect Percy. You had a great day yesterday. I had a, <laughs> I had a cracker of a day. Yeah. So he's just like on all these adventures. There's like Greek gods everywhere. He gets taken to um, Camp Half Blood, which is not the greatest name. Um, and it's it's just full of all these demigod kids who are all kids of. The Greek pantheon. So what, this camp is for kids that are human and God? Yes. Okay. Yes. So they're there in the summer. So it's like a summer camp, right? And then the rest of the year they're like at school, I guess, which is great. So it's a bit like, um, you know, the way Harry Potter is set up where every year they come back to Hogwarts. Yes. 
It's a bit like that. Yep. I think this was made into films, wasn't it? It was. And I saw Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, which is the first film, uh, a couple of years ago. It's not... Hmm. Is it not Crime Time Recommended? It's not Crime Time Recommended. Ooh. It is not endorsed. It's an okay film. Like, mm. if you want an action film with a lot of explosions and that kind of thing, yeah, go there. But, you know, rather watch The Maze Runner. Oh, I haven't seen that. Is it good? Yeah, it's pretty good. Would you recommend? Yeah. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. Because there was an, I think there was like Maze Runner 1 and then there was another one and then Mm -hmm. another one. And it was the third one that looked really interesting to me. Oh, right. Yes. I really liked the first Maze Runner film. And then after that, and this is maybe a bit of a spoiler, but I don't know, it gets a little bit Mad Max. It's kind of cool. Okay, I'll check it out. So yeah, Percy Jackson, it's obviously YA. One thing that I really, really love about it is all of these demigod kids have been like variously diagnosed as troublemakers in school, you know, as dyslexic or as having ADHD. The dyslexia is because their brains are hardwired for ancient Greek. Yes. And the ADHD is because they're like battle ready. They're like on, you know what I'm saying? And apparently Rick Riordan, who wrote the books, wrote them because his son is dyslexic and has ADHD. Yeah, right. And wanted to provide him with like a hero. Love it. I think is really just like great. And they're good books as well. Like, you know, the first one is, mm, it's not as good as the rest of them. Like, I feel like he's like sharpening his... Hmm. Sharpening his skills. Claws, teeth. His claws, yeah. his teeth. His wit. His wit? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and there's just like great monsters. Obviously, we all know that I do a lot of reading about like kind of ancient Greek, ancient Roman mythology and that kind of thing. So there's a lot of that kind of, not not even like threaded through, like that is it. Like, yeah. um, Were you always a fan of this kind of literature? YA or Greek, Greek mythology? mythology? And did it start with... Xena, the warrior princess. I think it might have, <laughs> hey. I don't know, because I feel like a lot of kids go through like a mythology phase. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did you go through a mythology phase? I didn't. Oh. But I, I'm not every kid. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were just too cool. You're like skateboarding around. I did like Xena. Right. Yeah. Okay. That counts. <laughs> I think that might have been for a different reason. Yeah, no. So if you happen to have a young person who, you know, is looking for a, a good read, maybe has ADHD, maybe has dyslexia, maybe is keen on myths and, and shit like that, I would I would definitely recommend this one. I love the idea of centering young people that, you know, have these things going on that right? are often framed in a negative way and then they yeah. get to be like the center or the hero of their book. Yeah, fully. Yeah. And I think that um, also just like framing uh, ADHD especially as uh, something that makes your life difficult but in other ways gives you a different kind of perspective on the world, gives you, uh, I guess, different advantages in different situations. You know, like he has a few problems every now and then he'll be like oh well I wasn't paying attention to that because he's like you know looking at something else but then every now and then it saves his life because he's really hyper aware yeah yeah so I mean I think it I think it's good there's five books in the Percy Jackson series I've Mm -hmm. just started on the next series which is in the same world right is it like different characters though so it's centers different characters but the same people that you grew to know and love in, in Percy Jackson they're also there I mean obviously the gods they don't, th- they don't change that much. I think this is something that I've never really gotten into, but uh, maybe Hogwarts, but I didn't really read any Harry Potter. I just saw the films. I read the first Harry Potter and it mm-hmm, was like a fun mm-hmm. read, yeah. but I don't think I've ever really gotten into a series of books where it's set in a different world. Yeah. I, can, you, can you list some others that 
might be set in other worlds. Well, I think the really like classic one would be the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Are they all up, YA? The Chronicles think? of Narnia? Yeah. No, no. Oh, oh things that are set in other worlds. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's pretty common in YA to have like an entire new world. But I think that, you know, like, mm, like Lord of the Rings, mm. that's not particularly YA, I wouldn't think. Mm. I mean, I say that. I'm sure a lot of young people read it. I definitely tried to read it as a young person, but I don't think my reading comprehension was very good. I agree. I couldn't get through it as a kid. I tried to read The Hobbit as well, and I found that mm. even harder. I just couldn't really? couldn't get there as a young person. Yeah. I mean, I read The Hobbit when I was maybe like eight or nine. Well, now you're just bragging, Eddie. <laughs> oh, I remember. Me and The Hobbit. <laughs> we had such good times together. No, no, no. But um, then I tried to read Lord of the Rings when I was maybe 10. And I was really excited because I had all that like cool like elf writing. I was yeah. like, that shit is cool. And then I, I I kind of got halfway through the first book and my reading comprehension was not so great that I actually thought Merry and Pippin were girls, which at no point would that make sense because the you know, everyone says he, he, he. Right. About Mary and Pippin, but I just kind of got the wrong end of the stick. I mean, I should have known because there weren't any women in The Hobbit. Is that true? Yeah, there are none. Zero. Wow. Absolutely okay. zero. There are more in Lord of the Rings. But yeah, I mean, I think that the YA genre lends itself really well to like a whole new mm. world. You know mm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And obviously, not all of it is in that genre. You've got a lot of realistic mode, uh, sort of YA, like uh, Saving Francesca or Looking for Ella Brandy, that kind of stuff. Um, um, doesn't the gory realness. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Bit of gory realness. But yeah, I mean, I think that because, like, for example, Percy Jackson, there's a mystery, but the mystery is really secondary to the adventure. Mm. The mystery is the kind of thread that pulls the adventure along. Whereas I think that it's kind of rarer to find a straight up adventure story in adult fiction. Yeah. So I think that maybe that larger world works better in in young adult fiction also you can do more um exposition in ya i find like when i'm reading young adult fiction i don't judge it by the same standards as i would Mm. an adult fiction book Mm. because there's really different conventions and really different tropes so for example having the main character or main characters be completely clueless about what's going on and to have someone sit them down and explain them, explain to them like, oh, we're in Camp Half-Blood. This is over here. That's what that is. This is over here. That's what that is. And there's less of this kind of, I don't know, maybe it's just more forgiving of someone not knowing something because all of the characters are quite young. Yeah. Yeah. So exposition is, I guess, a bit more forgiving in, in young adult fiction, whereas you've got something like, yeah, like Lord of the Rings where the exposition has to be threaded through and I don't know that Tolkien does the best job of that but you know threaded through the narrative rather than explicitly told to someone if that makes sense side note my favorite uh non-real real universe right right right, right. the town I want to live in Gotham City Gotham really yeah I love it really grungy oh my god scary adventure time See, I would live in Metropolis. Like, if I was going to live in a DC universe, it'd be Metropolis because it's nice. 
you know, Superman's flying around. He's protecting everyone. He's protecting everyone. Like, Gotham is like crime, grime city. Yeah. And Batman might show up and be like, hey, you suck. Yeah. Like, you know, you're like, oh, like, you, I don't know. But I going, really need this loaf of bread for my family. And he's like, don't steal. Right? And then he like kicks you in the face. Yeah. Or you're just like going through your receipt after you've come out of the supermarket. And you're like, oh, they didn't charge me for the cheese. And then <laughs> Batman shows up and he's like, you're a filthy criminal. I'm Batman. And then he just like punches your car or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I still love it. <laughs> All that people living in the sewers stuff. Gross. <laughs> no, I'm not keen. I'd rather live in Metropolis, get a job as a uh, as a journalist. No one will recognize me if I put a pair of glasses on. Ideal. Yeah. Really, it's ideal. Yeah. The first Batman film I ever saw. Mm-hmm. Tell me. Was Batman. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like late, late 80s. Is it the Clooney one? Not Clooney. It's, it's Jack Nicholson as the Joker. That's Clooney. Really? Okay, yeah. I must have just blanked him out. I don't know how you feel, but I feel like Batman is the most boring character of Batman. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of work to be done to make Batman palatable for me. Like, mm. I really liked the Dark Knight series, the Christopher Nolan ones. Yeah, they're fabulous. Yep. But I think for me, and guys, don't attack me over this. I just don't find Batman that interesting. I find the people around Batman way more interesting. It's because Batman's a bit of a wallower, and I know he's had a hard life. <laughs> But he does wallow quite he a does bit. Wall- well, I mean, the thing is, he's like, oh, my parents got killed. And then you've got, like, uh, Superman, who's like, my entire planet got killed. Come, Come on. on, mate. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. The Penguin. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Who played him in, in that? Danny adventure? DeVito. Brilliant. Catwoman Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, I have to say my favorite Catwoman of all time, hands down, has to be Eartha Kitt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I respect that. Yeah. I respect that. But um, Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman, was very important to my life trajectory. <laughs> <laughs> was she now? Yes. <laughs> Tell us about Dead Europe. Oh, my gosh. Have I got a tale for you. So Christos Cholkos, he is an Australian author. Do you want me to read his blurb? Yeah, read the blurb. Christos Cholkos was born in Melbourne in 1965. Loaded, his first novel, was published in 1995 and later made it into the award-winning film Head On. His novel, The Jesus Man, I didn't know about that book. Yeah, I never heard of it. Was published in 1999. His critically acclaimed novel Dead Europe, which we will talk about, Mm -hmm. was published in 2005 and won the Age 2006 Age Fiction Prize and the 2006 Melbourne Best Writing Award. He achieved best-selling and award-winning status with The Slap, which won the SE Asia and Pacific Commonwealth Writers Prize and was shortlisted for the Miles Franklin Award. To add to that, a few years ago, he brought out Barracuda, which we've discussed previously on this show, which I also loved yes and that was made into a tv series as well barracuda yes oh my gosh i haven't watched it oh yeah it's on the abc i need to watch that Check it out. i watched the slap i thought that was brilliant yeah mm. well it got nominated for logie barracuda oh, oh not a logie a logie oh if you're in australia or not rather that means he did pretty darn well on australian tv <laughs> so dead europe if it follows several timelines, first of all. I'm Which gonna, I love, right? I've right? been talking about the last few weeks. I love it. So straight away, Lee loves it. <laughs> it follows a guy who is traveling across Europe, trying to kind of 
unpack his family's past if, if that makes sense it doesn't move on <laughs> the he's delving into his family history he's delving into his family yeah. history the second timeline is his mother mm-hmm. she's having it's a really town. complex novel guys there's multiple layers there's multiple generations yeah there's a family curse and there's maybe ghosts as yeah. well which is the thing that i really 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 love and about like dead europe i don't think that anything about this book could be a spoiler because I think it's the really visceral language that is what is so good about it. You know, I think that there are some kind of controversial things in it because a lot of the people in Dead Europe are quite reprehensible. Unlikable characters. Um, And, you know, they do and say things that I found pretty uh, confronting. And I think we've talked about this previously, like when a book has characters that we just don't like, how sometimes we can't really get into that book. Mm. I think this book is a good example. And actually a lot of his work for me, Mm. uh, they often have really unlikable characters, but the characters are often really fleshed out and interesting to read, even though I think their behaviors are pretty much awful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that kind of classic thing of, uh, for example, Nabokov's Lolita. So Humbert Humbert, the narrator of Lolita, is a reprehensible human being. You read him and he's trying to be charming, but it comes off as creepy. It comes off as slimy. He's trying to convince you that what he's done is okay. And as you read it, you know it's not. And I think that that's what Cholkos does so well is he presents these things to you and you as the reader aren't led by the hand to any certain, I guess, judgment, he just gives you uh, the facts, I guess. I think, yeah, this is what was really interesting about the slap. I think it really mm-hmm. speaks to what you're saying now. So just briefly, there's an, a there's an, a barbecue in some Australian backyard mm-hmm. and there's a whole bunch of people there and there's a kid and he's acting up, he's being naughty. And one of the people that is not his parents slap him in the face. Yeah. Right? And then we're introduced to all the different characters and the fallout after this event takes place. And none of the characters are particularly likable. I think it's that thing where you're reading something and often authors will kind of scaffold you to their opinion. You know, Mm. they'll kind of give you a pathway you're a little bit i guess it's like one of those games that's on rails you're on a bit of a roller coaster ride and you can shoot at the targets but you can never leave that kind of rail Mm -hmm. but i think that what authors like nabokov and cholkos do is they take away the rails a little bit and they give you this room or this world to explore and they don't lead you to an end conclusion they don't lead you to an answer they kind of leave things quite ambiguous and I think that you know for me I didn't like the ending of Dead Europe but I did like well, I don't know if like is the I really value the experience of having read Dead Europe and I think that that's maybe the crux of it is that you don't you know you haven't been led to the nose led by the nose to a certain perspective but you've been shown a series of images you've been shown a series of scenes and you are allowed to make up your mind even if the mind that you make up is none of these people has the answer eddie i often tease you on the show but that was a very good (laughs) description of his writing oh oh brother (laughs) that was very good i enjoyed it it was great i'd like to thank the academy (laughs) Thank you all for coming along. <laughs> so how many stars would you give Dead Europe? I, as a book that stuck with me over the years, I think I read it, oh, I must have been like 
seven years ago now. Mm. It's stuck with me to this day, so I'm going to give it five. Wow. And it's how I often feel about Krista Shulkus' work is that I don't yeah. know if I like it. I kind mm. of don't like it, mm. but I pick it up every time he brings something out and I read it. I read it within a day, really. Yeah, he's got a really devourable writing style. It's really compelling. But they're so often unlikable. <laughs> they just bring up a lot of feeling in you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also, you know, maybe it'd be different if, I wasn't Australian, Mm. but I feel like there's this thing in Australian literature, the kind of cultural cringe of reading an Australian voice, seeing yourself portrayed, especially in, I think, you know, what Chalkis does, that really harsh kind of lighting Mm. where there's nowhere to hide the blemishes Mm. and that kind of thing. And I do think that, yeah, I mean, he's got some really great stuff to say about, you know, the Greek diaspora in Australia, about racism in Australia and about Australia's relationship with like Europe and all of those sorts of things. And queerness. And queerness, Mm. yeah. So I just think that there's so much in in these books and having said that i have only read dead europe but it feels like i kind of you know know him from Mm. from that i have to say i'm gonna give it four and a half stars yes it loses a half star because i hated the ending yeah and 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 i think that's i'm actually being petty i am being petty because i do kind of think it deserves five stars but i hated the ending (laughs) be petty right i am gonna be petty yeah christos chokos if you're listening fight me (laughs) don't I feel like he'd take me down. Yeah, I feel like right? he yeah. yeah. I'll be in the background training. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's a great book. I think the fact that the ending upset me so much. And is, stays with you. And stays with me is probably, probably means that it should be five stars. But um, <laughs> you know it. what? Not all of us are likable people. So crossovers. Well, we already talked... Batman, we talk Superman. Right? Wasn't there a film where there was Batman and Superman? There was Batman versus Superman. Would that be called a crossover? I feel like yes. I feel like the versus genre. I mean, well, hmm. Ah, Good point, good point. Because the DC comic universe... They exist. Like, they're actually cities that are near... Yeah. You know, they're not near each other, but they exist in the same world. So it's different to say Freddy versus Jason. Exactly, yeah. So Freddy versus Jason, they both ostensibly happen in the real world. Mm. So I guess technically that could be considered the same world, but I don't think so. Mm. Can I make an admission? Go on. I have seen neither um, Friday the 13th or Halloween. Okay. So I, I haven't seen either Freddy or Jason, yep. but I have seen Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that film too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 But I I have seen Predator and I have seen Alien. Uh-huh. And I also saw Predator vs. Alien. Ooh, do you know, I've only seen Alien versus Predator. Really? Yeah. Oh. I didn't even realize until you mentioned it today that it was two different... Franchises. Franchises, yeah. Dang, because Predator, oh my gosh, first Predator film... Arnold Schwarzenegger covering himself in mud to hide himself from the heat sight of the predator. Oh. Oh, get to the chopper! You know what I'm saying? Like that's whew. you took me there. I haven't I seen it, but there. you took me there. Yeah, yeah. And then Alien, whew, Ellen Ripley. 
Mm. Need I say more? Ripley. <laughs> Other than terrifying the hell out of me, the Alien films had some pretty formative effects on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a new one. Yes, yeah, so there's a new one coming out. And it's I think it's like either a sequel or a prequel to that weird side franchise. Um, Prometheus? Uh-huh. I saw that. Right? Yeah. So I think it's kind of looking at, at that. Has the has the trailer pulled you in? Has it wet your appetite? <laughs> For a bit more alien. I don't know. I mean, I love the alien franchise and let's be honest, I'm going to go see it. I don't know how I feel about it though. I'm all for it. I'm all for really seeing any film. But then when I saw the trailer, I was just like, Mm. has this story not already been told many times? Well, I mean, it's interesting because they're on like a colony ship, Mm. right? Mm. This is the idea being that they're a crew of couples, which is like straight up like, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I literally, I'm like yeah they make a point of it in the trailer and then cut to them holding hands it's so much it's so much also just because they all have to be like scientists if they're on a spaceship like none of the scientists I know are heterosexuals (laughs) I mean I might be biased here but um no yeah so they're all like couples they're all gonna like I'm like if it's that futuristic why can't they just be carting some embryos but anyway so true right so there's all these couples they're going to Holland some world the other thing that I think um, was summed up so perfectly by Neil deGrasse Tyson he just said um, in response to to this new aliens film he said if we were sending a colony ship to another planet we would have sent robots before true right he's just like mic drop right (laughs) Neil deGrasse Tyson new vest for you (laughs) 10 out of 10, A+. Plus. Like, seriously, this is the thing that I don't get. Like, I'm like, Mars, we haven't gone to Mars. We've sent a heck of a lot of robots to Mars. And I'm going to tell you, if and when we land human beings on Mars, the worst thing that's going to happen is probably going to be human error, not aliens. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Because the aliens aren't on Mars. They're elsewhere. <laughs> They're amongst us. They're amongst us. <laughs> I want to believe. <laughs> well, I've had a great day today. Yeah. How about you? I am, yeah, going to be going home to not write my essay. <laughs> Probably read five more of these Rick Riordan books. If you love YA and and you think that there's some YA that fits in our primetime genres, let me know mm-hmm. because I am... Always, always out for something to distract me from what I'm actually meant to be doing. Uh, tweet us at Crime Time Pod. You can email me some suggestions at um, crimetimepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can just comment on this post, yeah. which is on our website, crimetimepod.com. See you there. We will see you there. Or you will be square. <laughs> well, until next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>